Hello, hello, hello. How are we doing today? Today, welcome to day 71. Today, we're talking about the logical thinker and the emotional feeler. We're talking about men and women. We're talking about the men that think logically. We're talking about the women that feel emotionally. Mm. Our scripture for today is Psalms 104, verse 24. And the scripture reads, how many are your works, Lord? In wisdom, you made them all. The earth is the full of your possessions. The earth is full of your possessions. How many are your works, Lord? In wisdom, you made them all. Let's pray, Lord Heavenly Father. We thank you right now for your word. We thank you for your, your strength. And we thank you for your peace. We thank you for your your understanding, O oh Heavenly Father. We thank you for opening our eyes to see what it is that your word is really trying to explain to us, God. We thank you for being God Almighty, the one who knows all and sees all, the one that knows everything that we have dealt with, are dealing with, and are yet to deal with, O oh Heavenly Father. We thank you for being the one that comes to our aid, sometimes even before we need you to come to our aid, O oh Heavenly Father, to give us the knowledge and the wisdom how to walk through that thing, oh Heavenly Father, together in unity. So God, we thank you for today. We thank you for your word. We thank you for elevation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today we're talking about the... The logical thinker and the emotional feeler. Men are mostly logical thinkers now that doesn't mean that we don't have feelings or emotions but that is necessarily the realm that we operate in feelings and emotions is not our our place so we usually think things through like when there is a task and we have to accomplish it and it's hard to do for us to do physically by ourselves we rig something up to help us get that job done. We always look for a way to get something done. We always look for a way to solve a problem. It's the way that we are wired. If you were essentially, well, actually, we are essentially givers. We give answers and solutions. If you tell a man a problem or a situation, he will always try to help you solve it from the logical standpoint. And that's the thing, when women come and they start talking to their husbands or they start talking to a man about certain things that they be going through, our first reaction is to tell you how to deal with it. We are logical thinkers. We want to solve the problem. We want to handle that for you or even help you handle it. But women are emotional feelers. Now, that does not mean that they are not logical thinkers, but they are emotional people. They are receivers and incubators. So everything she receives, she, pro she processes them emotionally and mentally and spiritually. And how she communicates with you reflects the process of what she receives. So if she hears something, it goes mentally and emotionally before logical. Men do the same thing. But not at the same time. A woman's reaction to offense is usually more dramatic than a man. Because of how she processes 
what's being said or done, right? Sometime ago, I was saying that the atmosphere that a man creates in the home is basically what the woman mirrors. She is not fickle. She just thinks emotionally, which makes her appear to be all over the place. But a man thinks, but, but a man starts in a straight line. He, th he thinks in a straight line. What's the quickest way to get the job done? What's the quickest way to handle this business? That's why we receive vision and go after it because our focus is spot on. What needs to be done? How to get it completed? We need facts and answers. Women, on the other hand, see things like they are a thousand pieces to the puzzle. So you can see how things will seem overwhelming to her. She sees things like it's algebra. X plus Y equals Z. We just see it like 26 is the answer. <laughs> we just see it like, yo, yo, we ain't going through the X plus the Y equals the Z. We just say 26 is the answer. But it's like at that moment, we don't work the problem out. We immediately have the answer. We don't work it out. We just immediately have the answer. And that is good sometimes, but sometimes things need more processing. Sometimes we need to precede the thing, then evaluate that thing so that we can see it more clearly. And that is what happens when men and women come together, united. The vision is seen, it is told, it, it, it is told in its constraints of unity. And they together perceive it, evaluate it, and through the process of purpose and destiny, they begin to see the outcome, devise the plan that best suits the desired outcome, and work the vision. And I will say this, that no one person can see the world with complete perspective. This is why God said it is not good for man to be alone, because he can't see the world in complete perspective. He didn't give him another man. He gave him a woman so that they could see in complete perspective because because man is going to see it in the straight line. But woman is going to see it as it's a thousand pieces to the puzzle. So y'all complement each other in that way. That's why a lot of times you be like, oh, we are at odds, but you're not at odds. You just think differently. You think answer. She thinks emotion. You think one piece, she thinks a thousand pieces. That's, that's, that's most of the time, not all the time, but, but, but a lot of times you will come to the same conclusion, but she'll just have more words to say, but you will have an answer to back up everything that she said. I could go on with that. But I'm not. Okay. Everything is wrapped up in the first words that he spoke to the man and woman. Be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and have dominion. It takes the both of you to do it. No one has the ability to do it alone. Jesus sent the disciples out two by two to accomplish the task that he placed before them. Jesus' statement was that he didn't come 
to destroy God's word, but that he came to fulfill it. Jesus is never doing his own thing. He said, I only do what I see the father do and I only say what I hear him say. Jesus says that I am in him and he is in me. He says that I am one with the father and this is the example that the husband and the wife must take on. The first chapter of John says it all. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Husband and wife shall no longer be twain, but become one flesh. So even though God the Father and God the Son are two different people, they are one in the same. Jesus says it. If you know, if you have known me, you would have known the Father also. He said, if you would have known me, you would have known my father also. Husbands, love your wife as Christ has loved the church that he gave himself for was the command that we were given, right? Okay, so before Jesus could give himself, God had to give Jesus, right? Before Jesus could give himself for our sins, God had to give his son to the world so that his son could give himself for our sins. Now, so, 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 so you, uh, okay, love your wife as Christ loves the church, okay? Now, now, God and Jesus are one. Husband and wife are one. Jesus gave himself for the betterment of the church, so when husband and wife come together as one, they give for the betterment of another to accomplish the purpose of their union. So if you are a husband, if you as a husband are perp are, are supposed to be to your wife, what Christ is to the church, to become one, the logical thinker and the emotional feeler create a necessary bond. And I think it's that necessary bond that has to be completed. Ah, the same way it takes two to bring a child into the world, the same way it's going to take two to fulfill purpose, to fulfill destiny God said that man should not be alone God said you need a help me so when and and I've been talking about this you know your wife is the favor you know so when the woman comes there is a favor that you get from having a wife a favor that you don't have on your own there's a favor that you have with God that you don't have on your own a wife is a favor. Husband is a blessing. So when we look at it, it's the coming together of the logical thinker and the emotional feeler that we make a complete circle, right? We complement one another. We help one another. And we accomplish God's purpose and destiny that he set us here to do. Now, the question, can a man do it without a wife? There are certain things that a man can do without a wife. Can a wife do it without a husband? There are certain things that a wife can do, a woman can do without a husband. At the same time, you only get one point of view. When you are raising children, a man comes with certain, with certain attributes a woman comes with certain attributes. Thus, when the man gives to that child everything that he knows and everything that he is, 
that child knows how to make a quick decision, on-spot decision. When a woman gives that child everything that she knows, she gives him feeling and emotion. When a man said, when, when a child falls down, his, if his son falls down and get hurt, he said, uh, get up, you know, brush it off, let's try it again. If a woman's son falls on falls and get hurt, she she babies him and she coddles him and and all and that type of thing. Not all women, but most women, because they're nurturers and they just want to make the boo boo feel better. But men, our the way that we are wired, it's like you ain't broke no bones, yeah, you ain't bleeding. I think you're going to be okay. I think you're going to be okay. Come on, get up. Let's try it again. But that gives, I want you to understand something. That gives children stability. You have one that's going to nurture and that's going to love and going to coddle. They need that. But you have one that's going to say, be strong. Get up. Be a man. Try it again. Do it. Because you can that's going to give them stability in both in both areas in in the in the feeling and emotional area and in the quick response area. So, that's all I wanted to say today. I just want to talk about the logical thinker and the emotional feeler, the man and the woman. Everybody has their strengths, everybody has their weaknesses. That's why when you come together as husband and wife, you balance each other out. It's not about it's not about what you can or cannot do, but it's about what you bring to the table. Because what you can't do, your spouse is able to. What you cannot do, your spouse, what you can do, you do. What you can't do, your spouse is able to do. And that's how we help one another. That's how we strengthen one another. That's how we walk together in unity. If you're not planning on walking together in unity, then you're not planning on doing the purpose of, and, and, and walking towards the destiny that God has created for you. God has a destiny. God has a purpose that he planned for your whole entire life. When you receive the vision, you are the one that sees it. You give it to your wife. She incubates it. She keeps bringing it back to your remembrance. She keeps bringing it back to your remembrance. She keeps bringing it back to your remembrance. Sometimes it can get aggravating because she keeps on bringing it back to your remembrance. And you're like, okay, baby, we're going to get it done. But her perception is we have to make it perfect. Your perception is is is. Everything that I do, it has to be good. It has to be perfect. I'm just that type of person. I want it to be done to the best of my abilities. So she's going to help you get to that point. She's going to help you get to that point because she's going to talk and talk and talk. And you're going to have that mindset. Okay, the more she talks, the more you're going to go through it. The more you're going to go through it. You're going to get that plan together and you're going to perfect it because God has given you the ability to. Yes. You are a logical thinker, man. You are. You want to come up with an answer. You want You want the answer to be. And, and it could be a spot on answer. It could be right. But the way that she thinks. She thinks like she thinks of it as a thousand pieces. It's the same puzzle. But she just see it in a thousand pieces. You see it in one piece. An answer. Straight to the point. That's it. She going to see it as a thousand pieces. Now we got to put this puzzle together. In her mind, she going to think and think and think and think because she's an emotional being. And whatever she's, whatever atmosphere that she's in, whatever she's receiving, whatever somebody is pouring on to her, 
is that's the way she's going to answer every situation. That is the woman. She's so emotional that her entire atmosphere causes her attitude and mood to be whatever that atmosphere is. So husbands, as we are the heads of our homes, we have to create that atmosphere that's conducive for happiness, that's conducive for relaxation, that's conducive for not just us, but for everybody. And that's all I wanted to say today. I love y'all to life. Let's pray. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you right now for your understanding. We thank you right now for the word that you give about the logical thinker and the emotional feeler, oh Heavenly Father. Let husbands and wives, oh Father God, come together in such a way, oh Father God, that they create an atmosphere in their homes, oh Heavenly Father, that overshadows everything that's going on outside of the home, oh Heavenly Father. We thank you for being just. We thank you for being perfect. We thank you for being the God that knows all and sees all and knows how to get us to the place that we need to be and do everything that we need to do in order to bring glory unto your name, oh God. So we thank you on today. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name I pray. Amen. Y'all have a blessed day.